Hey guys, welcome to Routine Podcast. It's your girl Amira. And I'm Kuya. Routine Podcast is where we chat about the struggles and insecurities that Amira, myself, and perhaps you guys are facing too as well. Simply by having conversations, asking questions, and listening can help us all feel a little less lonely in this world and sometimes that's all we need. Are you ready for it? Check your ego and baggage at the door. And and let's layer in. In this episode, we'll be talking about something that both Amira and I struggle with, and mm. we're still going through it, and it's burnout. Yeah. First week of 2021, um, so I think and a lot has happened in the past seven days in the world, in Malaysia, and also work started. Work, work started yeah. as well, yeah, that was a big shock to the system for me. Correct, same, mm. same. First question mm-hmm. uh, to Amira, I mean, the word burnout has been thrown out a lot and people talk about it a lot but what does burnout mean to you specifically i am going to describe it in a way that happens to me Mm -hmm. and what i categorize as burnout sometimes i get into this period or in this funk and it's not just recently but i think throughout my whole life you always just have something to do this is one thing after the other and there's never and it's not just work uh, perhaps there's a lot of work and then like, I have to like spend time with my boyfriend and also my family and then my friends and then somebody else needs help from me for something and I'm just mm-hmm. constantly having one thing after the other so and then when I come to the point where I feel like I have so much to do but then I feel stuck and I just don't know cannot start on anything because I have so much on my plate mm-hmm. that for me is my definition of what a burnout is when I get to that place where like just, I cannot do anything because I just have so much to do. Uh, Does that sound familiar yeah, to you? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I think for me, I always just associated the word burnout with professional burnout, mm. like work-related mm. burnout. And obviously, that has different, different um, shapes and forms. But I think for me, burnout now takes on a wider scope as well. For me, personally, when I myself think that I'm experiencing a burnout or nearing my maximum uh, capacity, is when I feel just emotionally drained like i i feel drained of anything of like my energy i literally mm-hmm. have zero energy and i feel like i cannot um i'm just overwhelmed by all the expectations mm-hmm. and all the different roles that i have to play be at work um, as an employee as a wife as a daughter mm-hmm. i just feel i cannot deal with anything anymore at that point at that point yeah. and i that's a sign. That's, a That's sign. the red flag. Yeah. Yeah. I just going back to that emotional mm-hmm. burnout. You get the feeling that you're you get numb. Mm. Right. Correct. Yeah. And you just kind of go into this zone. And for me, that looks like me not doing anything. That's the right. So much on my plate, but I cannot do anything. I see. So now. Yeah, I do that too. Like I just kind of like watch Netflix for a whole weekend because I felt like oh that that this will do me good. This um kind of just being Let's off, see. switching off, and like not thinking about anything will will help me. Mm. Um, Does that help? I think we'll we'll get into <laughs> okay, that. Okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. okay. So so personally, burnout just to recap means to you is like when you're feeling numb, mm-hmm. um, you feel like just overwhelmed, and you to the point where you can't do anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's also similar for me. I feel numb. And I have, I feel to an extent, I feel like everything I do is not right. Uh, I'm not doing anything right in my life. And also I feel 
just very negative. Yeah. That, that's when I know, like, nothing in my life is, like, when I struggle to see any kind of positive or good things in my life, that's when. It yeah, I, that was a good thing that you mentioned, uh, aside from feeling just disengaged and mm-hmm. numb and just cannot do anything, mm-hmm. I also feel extremely guilty mm-hmm. for feeling this way, so a lot of negativity, like mm-hmm. you. I feel like I'm a lazy person mm. because I cannot get myself out of this funk. So yeah. it's like a vicious cycle because yeah. feeling bad then makes me more stressed. Yeah. Burn out, and then burnout is making me have this negative feeling and then yeah. it goes back. So interesting. How do you know? Like you mentioned just now, you're feeling numb and everything. Mm. But um, is, are there, how do you know that, okay, you're actually burnt out? And can you describe your experience? being burnt out yeah okay i want to take it back to my first memory Mm. of this happening and at that time i didn't know what burnout was i don't have the vocabulary Mm -hmm. but now that i am where i am right now i'm looking back and trying to think Mm. when did this occur Mm. in my Mm. life how did this happen my first memory was actually during trial trial spm oh okay so i was 17. i went to boarding school uh, in high school and it was BM penulisan. Oh wow, 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 wow! Okay. Um, bahasa has never been like a strength mm. of mine. Um, mm. and, but I'm super, you know, straight A student trying okay. to you know, be. You want to fit that role. I wanted to achieve the best that I could do. So, I it was the day the day before. I'm sorry, it was the morning before the BM penulisan paper. Okay. And I woke up early because I wanted to go through my notes to understand okay. what I was going to write about. And I look at my note, everything blurred. And everything around me went quiet and I didn't see anything. Everything just went. And I am in my dorm room, mm. right in my bed. I'm 17. What do I know about what I was going through? Mm. So what I did was when everything went kind of quiet, mm. but my heart beat fast. Oh, wow. Everything went quiet, but I could hear my heartbeat. Uh, so that was weird. Right. What I did at that time was I called my mom. Mm. And if you know me, I'm the type of person that I call my mom like once every two weeks. Yeah. So for my mom to hear me see my phone number at 6.30 a.m. in the morning, she panicked, okay. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Her 17-year-old daughter in boarding school is calling her. Mm. And when I told her what's going on, I think she didn't know. I told her that I was stressed out, or like just scared about taking this paper. I don't think she knew how to handle it. Mm. So even what it is, uh, either way, I survived my boarding school experience. I, I would say that that boarding school experience was highly stressful for me and I had a lot of burnout episodes when right. I was in high school. Okay. Why do you think? Even up till now, I mm. still think that that five years of high school is the toughest years I've ever had in my life. Right. It was just intense. It was a lot of stress. But it made me who I am today. Of course. Okay. In a good way and in a bad way. Yeah. But this... This uh, pension for stress, yeah. I think, came from my five my years Your in high school. Your upbringing, I was built up for that right. kind of. And you went to boarding school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not gonna name this. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, I went to college yes and Saat and I Malaka. And for those of you who don't know, um, uh, college yes and Saat or KYS, we call it in Malaysia, is a very like high performance kind yeah. of school where it's very difficult to get in mm-hmm. and you have to you know really get the grades to get in and then once you're in obviously they put on way more expectations on you and like you have to be this ideal student all around it all around it right all oh, around wow. it. so and not just uh, getting straight A's is a hygiene mm. but then you also have to have leadership skills you have to play wow. sports you have to 
play a musical instrument. Right. It was all part, and that's a lot for a teenager to internalize. And when you are not being taught on how to deal with the stress, mm-hmm. I'm 30 plus years, years old now, and I'm still struggling. Yeah, I'm yeah. still like coming from that I background. See. And what do you think that um, you feel stressed when you joined, uh, when you uh, entered KYS? Was it because of all the expectations that were yeah. put on you? Yeah, is of that course. The, the main? Okay. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you like you said, right? Mm-hmm. The school is so you have to get, you have to do an exam to get in. Mm-hmm. There's this selection process. I felt that I need it here. That I need to prove my stripes <sighs> to be here, and I put a lot on myself. Right. But I never learned. To what, be, right. oh, yeah, there's a lot to do and I was still doing it mm. but there were like other repercussions from that. I didn't deal with that. Mm. What does burnout look for you? I think for me, because I think you had like a pivotal moment where you, you know, it was a big shift from the school, uh, from, from you know, being at home with your mom and then going to boarding school. So, okay. so that was a point. Yeah. And I never had that kind of like until I, um, I think until I started working. I think right, overall, okay. I felt like my um, you stu- growing up, my upbringing was always until I started working, that is, until I entered adulthood, was I think um, I was very numb. So I was very, throughout, I was very unconscious of my emotions, of whatever I'm going through. So uh, again, I, I but, also did not have the vocabulary, but okay. in terms of like memory-wise, where, because I think uh, growing up, I always had this, um, kind of idea of myself because um, I have an older brother, so I'm the second child. So my brother, I think, um, to an extent, he got away with uh, not being too close to the family and like in terms of responsibilities. Uh, my parents kind of like was a bit lax on him, and then so growing up, all I wanted to do was to be the opposite of my brother. So if he's not that great in school, I want to be good in school. I want to be the good sister. I want to be the good daughter, and I want to be. Um, yeah, I want to be. I want to be the best daughter that my parents could have, mm-hmm. the best student, and everything. So I think until I I was in university, I felt like I, I tried to accomplish the roles, and I didn't. There's no moment where I felt burnt out. But I think um, when I started working was when it was quite critical for me because that was another role that I had to take on. Like, oh, now I have to be a good employee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before this, I was juggling being a student, um, being a doctor, and then yeah, mainly and being uh, a sister. I have siblings, right? So these were the three roles that I tried to perfect. And then I felt like I was okay, not crumbling. I, I was, there were moments where I mm-hmm. did crumble, but I can't remember. And also a good friend, I have to be a good friend. And also you were growing up, uh, I had to be this, um, beauty was also something that I aspire to, to be. So I think I was failing, I felt like I was failing on the beauty front because I was like, okay, now I'm ugly, blah, blah, blah. But I have to be good at the rest. And then when I started working, um, so there was another load that um, had to come in. So I have to be a good employee now. Therefore, I have to appease not just my parents, my friends and my family. I have to appease my bosses. And I think uh, my first job, I was working in Securities Commission Malaysia and I was doing investigation, capital market investigation. So it was something that was completely opposite from my personality. If you guys know me, me, investigator, come on. And she used to have uh, handcuffs in yeah, her, in yeah. Her, um, briefcase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think it was a complete opposite role. But then uh, for me, my, my mindset was always, I need to be good at it, whatever my role is. So I bend over backwards to like uh, appease my bosses. And I think to an extent, they initially they didn't see that 
that I was capable because they saw me as a girl, fresh grad, mm. not taking her career seriously. But I proved to them that I could. And after I um, got the recognition because I got a promotion, I felt like burnt out. After that moment, I remember after like appeasing everyone, so getting my promotion, I felt like an empty shell. I felt like, okay, I got all these accomplishments, but I feel numb and empty like i don't okay. feel anything so that was that's think, your definition yeah of burnout for queer yeah for me feeling numb feeling numb and like i feel empty i think i think the word is like numb and empty correct okay. yeah okay yeah so that was my memory so throughout your life like moving on from high school or even in high school and going starting work starting work mm-hmm. and everything do you have like signs or something that your body tells you or shows you that you are kind of like reaching Diet. that point yeah. yeah do you have like or are you more aware now of the signs that physical or yeah personality i yes i am going to confidently say as i grew older mm-hmm. and as i learn more and mm-hmm. this is the important part i think mm-hmm. is it doesn't matter how old you are it's you can be you know in your 50s and still not be able to deal yeah. with it until you equip yourself with the knowledge yeah. about it and that is the quest that i am in right now so i don't I think I'm more acutely aware of myself at where I am right now. I, I can sense when something doesn't sit right with me right. and when I question it and I realize that it's stress, mm. then there are certain things that I would do to remedy I that. See. So I, I'm not perfect. I am still figuring out what that is. But just looking at from where I've come from, from that 17-year-old mm-hmm. to like being in my 20s, dealing with stress, in my 20s and then now I'm in my 30s and still you know the stress is still there yeah. maybe it looks differently but I'm also managing it differently right. so I think it's a continuous growth for me right it's the stress that creates the burnout um, and mm. there is a lot of things that can stress you out and mm. I think people fall under the trap that as soon as you as soon as you eliminate that thing that causes the stress the stress is then solved yeah but what I've learned is that I need to also handle the stress. So the, say like I have a big project at work and we fall under the trap that if we get that project done, then the stress goes away. Mm. It's actually not the case. Mm. It's two separate things. Yeah. There is the stressor yeah. and then there's the stress. So dealing with that stress is this continuous journey of mine that I'm going through and I think I will always be on that. I see. I will always have to find different ways and see what works. And did you manage to, like like you said, when you were in school and in your 20s and your 30s, when you feel like you've burnt, you know, you've reached that burn, you've burnt out, mm-hmm. um, did you talk about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> did you? No, hell no. I mean, this, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, right? this is, I want to say, one of the first few yeah. burnout conversations that I'm, I'm having yeah. outside of myself. Same. I feel like uh, I feel like to an extent now, uh, in women, uh, I mean women and men, there's just so much um, societal pressure and also roles that we have to play. For example, I think personally speaking from my experience, like okay, so I have the daughter, student, employee, right? I'm tired at work, but then when I go back, I also have to play this, you know, good daughter, mm-hmm. obedient, and mm-hmm. you know, help my family. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm a wife. Mm-hmm. When in my thirties was when I realized that like. I cannot do this alone. I cannot deal with like all these roles that somehow someone tells me that, oh, okay, um, to be a good employee, you need to do this. You know how like when we started working, they said that you need to stick at a job for two years because if not, it's bad for you. Yeah, yeah. It's bad for you if you can't it's do that. It's quite toxic. It's so bad. 
in my opinion. <laughs> Same, and it's like, who made those rules? Mm. Like, who, mm. if, if that environment is not suitable for you and you are basically going crazy in that company, it's a toxic culture, why do you have to stay for two years? So it's good for your CV? What does that even mean? Yeah. You know? And if your boss, I mean, if you're in a culture where it's not helpful to your development or for your mental health, you yeah. do not need to stay. Despite, But I think when I was a fresh grad, that was one of the few things that were ingrained, drained, ingrained yeah. in me. Like, yep. oh, you have to, you know, um, bosses like it when you uh, do certain things. You need to be like this, you need to be like that. So that was what I did. I, I like changed myself, my personality. I My bosses at that time loved to run. I hate running. I, I mean, hello. I'm so not did you a try out running? Yes. <laughs> I literally, I literally oh. went running just because it was like the thing to do yeah. and to be visible or mm. like, to, you know. And one more thing, like uh, at work, people always say you need to be visible. Bosses need to know who you are. And like, sometimes you have to go out of your way to, to fit this corporate, I don't persona. know. Persona. And that corporate female. Yeah. Uh, female corporate, what's the word? Women executive. Oh, for sure. That's the kind, I, and I have that too. Because mm. um, entering, right? This vision of yeah. who I want to be and how I want to portray myself as yeah. a professional woman. And we talked a lot about expectations just mm. recently, but that is so directly related to burnout. Mm. Because a lot of the time I find when for myself and also having conversation with friends who yeah. are similarly going through their own burnout is actually they're dealing with expectations of themselves in society yes and to a certain degree sometimes we have a lot of work and that, that, that that's that's a physical burnout mm-hmm. but i guess where we are more leading to is that emotional burnout that people are not readily available to see it's not physically there you can yeah. see that this person is working from 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m. But it's an emotional burnout. It's the fact that, you know, I have to be a runner because everybody else in the office runs. I have to come home and prepare food even though I'm a working woman because my family expects food to be ready when I'm home. I think those kind of expectations, we talk about it very nonchalantly, Mm. but it affects us so greatly. So if we are not aware of the expectations Mm. that we actually hold deeply in ourselves, it's going to be difficult for us to heal. Yeah, if, correct. Yeah, we don't ask that about ourselves. I agree. So, which is like um, the segue, a segue to my next question. The main causes of burnout, <sighs> right? Essentially, we talked about it just yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, in your view, is that expectations? I think maybe we can dive a bit deeper from your end, uh, Amira. What's your main causes of burnout? I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Yeah. It's 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 expectation, and I'm not which kind. What expectation? Yeah. Okay. Um, going back to where I went to high school, I feel mm-hmm. I went to a really premier high school, Correct. which is known for Tough. really great students. Yes. Right? And then I had a scholarship, and actually this started with Oof, so I had this I have this like life where a lot of people saw a lot of potential in me and gave me a lot mm-hmm. of opportunities. Um, but then, it, so I and I was ambitious. They they saw that in me. They saw a girl who was very ambitious and was willing to put in hard work to get what she wants. Okay. And so I was given, I was blessed with a lot of opportunities that I grabbed and I took hold. But then, what comes with that life is the ex, the one to fulfill everybody's expectation mm. of me because everybody had such high hopes. And saw such great potential in me that I felt that I needed to 
do it. I need for to, them or for you? For a long time, I thought it was for myself. And throughout my years and where I am right now, I recognize that certain things are not really even things that I wanted. Mm. But because it was the natural path for me and everybody felt like that was the right move, that was the right next move for mm. me. So I went through it. And this is the emotional burnout that people don't see. It was a lot of work, but at the same time, I was doing something that I did not really felt was truly me, aka right. you running right. yeah, <laughs> the yeah, office. Yeah. And that those expectations, that that, that pursuit of perfection oh, is my downfall. I see. And what were some of the things that you felt like you had to abandon yourself just in order to meet those expectations? At, at a young age, I danced. I did a lot of painting. I was into arts. Wow. I like music. I played music. I write. But as you grow older, you know, you get to like, you know, not masuk form one. Science so, stream. Masuk, yeah, yeah, form four. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense for me to go to science stream. When we enter, got into form five and it's time to apply for scholarships. And I find myself applying for scholarship for like economics, financial oh engineering, actual science. Uh, and I thought it was right at that time. And I, you know, I don't want to regret it because I, it got me to where I am Correct. now. Yeah. But I lost that side of me oh. the artistic side of me because it was not what other people expected of, of me to do right and yeah, yeah. i'm the, you know, 20 years later i'm still feeling the repercussion of those decisions that i made and then when you're um, when did you realize that oh i abandoned my creative my you know my artist you know well because it's compounding stress Right, oh. so it was fine when I made that decision when I was seventeen, and Correct. I made a scholarship for economics. Yeah. But as I go more, and I make more and more decisions that it's right. not actually who I am, it's right. compounded, yeah. and it has made me into this kind of crumbly, right. shattered Perfectionist woman that I am right now. Right. So I wish I'm trying. I'm trying to heal. Right, which is why um, we're all talking about this yeah, in this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. But can I just like yeah. ask? Do you now recognize when you are about to get into that funk? Because I still struggle with it. And sometimes it just bam, hit me out of nowhere, like one day. Yeah, I think uh, same. I think it's still, I don't have a clear, there's no clear. I'm still trying to figure out the signals from my body or like how I'm reacting. I think just going back into, um, they're like going back to my childhood, like how, I think uh, you mentioned just now when you were growing up, people always had this label that, oh, Amira is ambitious, she's a go-getter, she's smart, she can do this, da, da, da. Uh, when I was a toddler or maybe four or five, I was like four or five years old, I think people started calling uh, me like pretty or mm. cute or whatever it is at that time. And I felt like that was all I wanted to be. Uh, to be pretty. Yeah, to be pretty. So I think um, um, I did fit that whatever pretty thing when I was uh, from standard one till 12, I was 12 years old. So that was, I felt like, oh, okay. Like, and then um, I felt like, okay, I ticked that pretty box. And then I also, obviously, my parents did tell me to focus on my grades. So I ticked. I remember when I was standard one, um, I was uh, in this class, Satu Berlian. I went to school like once in Taman Tun, one. You went to Tawantan too? No, no, no. Oh. I went to Damansaraja. Oh, yeah, Damansaraja. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so, in Tawantan 1, so I had like this group of close friends and they all got number 1 to 3 in the school exam, year-end exam. And I got number 12. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not like them. And my parents, 
um, they say that yeah, all your friends got number one to three, top three, but you are like not even top ten. <laughs> and I was seven at I that time. Hug yeah, I mean, I was like that. I took it personally to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't care. I will be. I'll perform. So I started two onwards. I got. I consistently got uh, top top five. I think number one to three, four, five. So that was like, important to me. But I think I also struggled. Um, then I think I noticed that as I got older, like I went to pu- and then puberty, mm-hmm. and then like all these changes in my body. Like I, I also changed school. I went to Street Online, and I think uh, another thing that went happened to Street Online. Street Online is a girls' school. I think. Uh, How's the dynamic? Yeah. So the dynamic. Or does it make it worse? I think personally, it wasn't a good fit for someone with my personality because I am very insecure. I think the way uh, I grew up, like, I seek validation from other people. I am the type of... Uh, I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, because I feel like my worth is tied to other people's view of me. So I remember when I was, yeah, like when I was like 20 plus first one, when someone asked me, like, who are you, like, without your expectations, I had no idea. So I think, yeah, going back to high school, um, I want, I think Street Online, they have, like, this, you know, the popular kid, and, like, they were doing certain things, and they look a certain way, and I wanted to fit into that role. But I didn't, because, I don't know, I was also very insecure, and I, I wasn't that kind of person and again not just that i also had the science stream issue i was also quite artistic i wanted mm-hmm. to learn art i wanted to go to art classes but my parents were just like it's not their fault but it's just that they are they were raised that this yeah. is good and yeah yeah and by the way we're not yeah we're not putting based on anybody no. it was it's just a fact of how we grew up correct and we are talking about what happened yeah because of what happened back then Correct. So it's not a blaming game. Yeah, it's not. So I think uh, my parents thought that, okay, being in science stream was good um, and you have the grade, so you need to go into science stream. And then again, I also faced the scholarship issue. I remember applying for Petronas scholarship for geophysics. Girl. Girl. <laughs> I mean, um, and I got it. I got it. Okay. I got the, geof- um, the, the Petronas scholarship to do geophysics in Arizona. America, mm-hmm. and then we went to KY to do the A levels. I remember, um, yeah, when I was seventeen, I was telling my parents like, "Oh, I don't think this is for me." You know, I think it's not. But then they were like, they told me that, "Oh, uh, financially it makes sense for you to do this because um, you we don't have to send you abroad." And yeah. be grateful that you have yeah, a scholarship. Have to be grateful. I feel like I got yeah. that a lot. Yeah, even yeah. though like every being in me is screaming that say no to everything but yeah. my body is still following and yeah. i think this is like the inside stress that builds up correct like i and this is i find a lot in my friends is we feel a certain way but because we were raised to be so polite and so such a good person so good student quiet, quiet and not quiet not, not sunny, sunny, but just quiet, quiet. I would polite. Say polite, right? be nice and you have to be nice so when you feel a certain strong of emotions, I learned from a very young age to keep that in check, Amira. You, you, I like to think that it's also because I'm a woman. So me expressing anger or expressing sadness gets misconstrued as she's being too emotional. Mm-hmm. She's having her PMS. 
it happens at work a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think that we are not allowed to have emotions because mm-hmm. we are told that that is not proper for us to be. That's a negative thing. To be emotion, to have emotions or to be emotional is a negative trait because I think society has this view that um, you know human beings are logical, rational, rational. beings with no emotions. That is the ideal. Mm. Everyone must work towards that. Mm. If you're emotional, no, get it in check. It's a weakness. It's a weakness. Yeah, fix that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even I was also talking to my husband. So he said that talking about emotional repression, you have to repress. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, he himself feels like as a guy he can't express himself because. You can't be sensitive. You need to be a man. You need to be a man. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. means. You need to man up. You can't cry. So you just have to deal with your shit. Um, Even women, it's the same. Like, you can't be emotional because then you're not, like... You're not not being professional. You're not being... Yeah. You're not being professional at work. If you express any dissatisfaction... Girl. Man can. Yeah. That's actually... I feel like that's a separate... uh, For sure. Because... I have a lot to say. <laughs> Me too. Me too. One of the causes of burnout is also trying to appease people. I have this extreme desire to appease people because I put uh, my self worth is tied to people's view of me. So okay, this is quite funny because it happened um, last night actually. So okay. Um, so like um, there's like work happens and there's like some issues at work and then. I had to inform my boss of certain things of inclu- involving certain people. So then I was anxious and I was talking to my husband about it. I was like, oh, like these people, they won't like me if I say certain things about them or like um, they say, if I point out some things that could be improved, will they not like me? And then he just turned around and he said, why do you care? Mm-hmm. But I do because I think my my personality trait is... Um, That's a lot of weightage. Yeah. Oh. On, People's perception people of me. view of you. Yeah, I don't think you are alone in this. Yeah. I would have to say personally, yeah. I don't resonate mm-hmm. with that. Okay. But I hear a lot of this oh. from peers, right. colleagues. Yeah. Yeah, and this intense desire to people please. How, yeah, it's I can't imagine. I think for women especially, I think men they have their own set of expectations. I know they have their struggles mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. as well. I'm not trying to belittle men and their struggles. I know they have, um, yeah, like I mentioned just now, my husband he can't be emotional, he can't express his emotions. He have to suffer, deal with things alone. And I think for women, I think the bigger thing for us was like looks as well, and also can't be emotional. Mm-hmm. And then I think then for me the the trying to be pretty thing led to being thin and like body dysmorphia like okay. how i developed uh, body dysmorphia was because i wanted to be thin because i quit thin if you're thin then you're pretty then if you're pretty you'll be successful mm. and mm. if you're successful you'll be happy yeah. but I, I never really did the equation as to why do i want to be thin okay because i want to be pretty but why do i want to be pretty why do i care do you know now why do you I want think- to be pretty I traced it back to when this whole wanting to be pretty thing started. It was because growing up, when I was a child, people always say, I still do it to my nieces. I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. You're so, pretty. So, you're so cute. So nice dress. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't realize what it does to them. It's yeah, like, they grew up wanting to hear it. Which is actually how what it happened to you. Correct. Yeah. Do you think that um, some people are more susceptible to being burnt out? than others 
is it like a personality thing for for people like people with this kind of personality that it's easier for them to be burnout yeah is that i think the definition of burnout that most commonly are known is that if you are a hard worker if you work long hours if you're in a highly demanding job Mm. you are more prone to burnout Mm. but i feel that burnout looks differently for different people everybody Mm. goes through it because burnout comes from stress everybody goes through stress everybody handles stress differently Mm -hmm. so how stress morphs Mm. also looks differently Mm. Uh, for somebody who is overworking Mm. and putting in a lot of hours i feel like that that's easier to see when it's a burnout but there's also burnouts where you have been caring for a sick mother and sometimes you know you'll it doesn't look like it's a lot, but then you go home worrying yeah. and then you don't know whether they, the medication that you're giving them is the right. So all of that is actually stress. Sure. And that person can also go through a burnout period, yeah. but it's not hard, long hours Correct. kind of burnout. So I think we need to stop thinking that burnout means overworking. Yes, and that burnout is just tied to your professional yeah. um, environment. No, I don't think that. Yeah. There's like different, different types of burnout. I can go into it deeper, but I think um, women, it's more common for women to experience burnout just because I feel, again, I'm not dissing men or anything. I, I mean, I love men. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect them. And I feel, but I think uh, in this culture and society, I think we have moved on from just being a housewife. I think uh, our parents, been a generation, um, like my mom was a housewife. My aunts were housewives. It was more prevalent then to just be a housewife and single income household, right? The men work, the, house, uh, the women do the work. So it's very segregated. Mm-hmm. But now I feel in this environment especially in 2020 as well women we don't have children but you know i can't imagine for women who have children uh, during covid it's like you have to work you have to be a good employee you have to be a good wife you have to be a good doctor you have to be a good mother meaning you have to cook you have to take care to your emotion your children's emotional needs mm-hmm. we also work and we carry that load do you think it's more common in women or men uh just going back to what i said is just Different. What burnout are you seeing? Ah. It's more easier for you to see burnout for somebody who's overworking. Mm. And I agree with 100% what you're saying. The mm. role of a woman has changed. Mm. But at the same time, still the same. We are changing, meaning we are now able to get jobs and yeah. you know, be at high position. Yeah. But we are still expected to do childbearing. We are expected sure. to do home management, be a support system for yeah. our maybe sick parents. Yeah. If you look culturally, it's usually the females who are stepping into those roles. Correct. So those are the type of burnouts that I feel people don't think of as the typical burnout yeah. that we talk about. I see other people struggling with just their day-to-day yeah. and they don't know why. This is it. This is actually the, the word for it. You are working yourself too hard it's not working in hours or it's not that you're trying to bring as much money into mm. your income mm. it's these other avenues that are yeah. taking a lot of your energy yeah that's the burnout that you are facing and going back to like burnout doesn't mean that you completely th- 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 there's this fight or flight mm. that we have right mm. whenever we have a threat whenever mm. we're in high stress mm. biologically we have fight or flight but there's a third one where we freeze. freeze if you hit a cat and you look at it and you see that you think that it's dead but it's mm. actually just like frozen Correct. and then it will like shake 
and then it will run yeah, away. Yeah. And that's actually my reaction to a burnout when I become numb, oh. do nothing, and sometimes it leads me to think that, oh man, I'm just a lazy piece of shit, you have so much to do, and you just cannot move, and... I just get down on myself right. for not being able to come out of it. And it's because I didn't realize, actually, I'm going through a burnout. But right. I'm not working a lot of hours at work. So in my sure. head, of course, I'm not going through a burnout. Like, I clock ah. in at night. I, I come in at night, I clock out at six. So I don't think it's a work burnout, but I didn't realize. Actually, yeah. work is very stressful. It's the stress. I did not figure out the stress from that 9 to 6 p.m. So that's right. what you have to bow up. I see. Bring it into like my whole daily life. So going back to what well, talking about men and women, yeah. I think there are different burnouts. We are just not aware of the type of burnouts that women, women commonly have because yeah. it's not as, uh, socially it's not as common for yeah. people to be pointing it out. Yeah. That you are tired to be a mother. You are tired right. of being mothering. Yeah. I think only mothers will understand exactly. that. Exactly. I, I mean, because both of us are not mothers, mm-hmm. but I just, I can't imagine the role that all the mothers have to go through. And I feel a uh, women's role in society to an extent is really defined. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, mothering. I think both are defined. Even men, men's are yeah. also defined. Men is like, you have to provide yes, for the family. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. right? You have to provide all these things. And women, you have to take care of the household, emotional, blah, blah, blah. And I think, a lot of the things also like this the kind of going back to because i was talking to a few of my friends who have children so i did ask them uh, in terms of like the choices that they made throughout their life why did they make them even i even asked my mom about this mm-hmm. she doesn't have an answer because she said that's what everyone else does for example you grow up you i mean in our society or in our culture it's like you grow up and by a certain age you have to get married if not you're you're called what do you call I know I'm not sure if you're familiar with the under two. Yeah, yeah, under two, right? So it's that there's that label. And in China they have like a strict regime by a cat by thirty. If you're not, you're like unwanted. Undesirable. Yeah, undesirable, yeah, right? Yeah. And I mean that, that's a bit bizarre. But yeah, so bizarre, yeah. So first you get married and then you have to get have children and then um your children's performance in life is basically a direct reflection of you. Yeah. So if your child is not doing well in school, oh, blame the mom lah. Yes. Mom lah, mom sibuk kerja, tak yes. jaga Yes. Um, or like all those things. And I feel it adds up if you don't check in with yourself why you made the decisions that you made. Why did you decide to get married? Why did you decide to have children? Why did you decide to work here? What I learned personally, I mean, just from my experience, it's like when I was feeling burnout at work, uh, I will ask myself, like, why? Why did I want to appease my bosses? Why? Um, like, why do I want to, want people to like me? So I think sometimes if you just ask yourself and if you don't have an answer, then that is an answer in itself. Yes, right? I agree. And I love the fact that you are asking yourself all mm. these questions because I don't think we were taught to ask these questions. Right. Nobody asks us those Correct. questions. So it's great that we are doing this yeah. and I would like encourage, you know, to sit down. Whenever you have sit down with your friends, right, and you ask, how are you doing? Most yeah. people will say, yeah, I'm doing good. Just like busy. Yeah. And then yeah. we move on to the next topic, right? Oh, God, yeah. But for like one time, just have a follow-up question. What are you busy with? And just really listen. You, I feel a lot of the time you start hearing burnout patterns yeah. from your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they don't realize that they're just stuck in this Correct. cycle of burnout. I would encourage 
yeah. go to have those conversations and really check. And you don't do it with all everybody, you know, you don't have to right. spread yourself thin. Right. But more often than not, it's quite common in both people, men and women to go through it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have this conversation with my boyfriend. I can see when he is going through a burnout phase as well. Wow. And he has a lot on his plate. Right. And I I want to support him. Of course. And a lot of the time, it's just providing a space for him to, to, listen. to let me know right. what it is that's going on. And then we work through it. Wow. Yeah. That That's super important. I feel, yeah, just providing a safe space for your, even start with yourself like mm. be nicer to yourself Correct. as well because i think we also have this um another talking about expectations for um i think uh one of the things that causes burnout in women just from my personal experience and talking to friends is that women are told not to be selfish you have to give up your ambitions and your um a lot of your wants and what? desires for your family that makes you a good doctor that makes you a good mother if you give up your career to take care of your children yeah it's like wow Bobby, it's, good. Good. it's like yeah it's like yeah. it's like and then but i think that is the worst i don't have children but i think um you lead by example right so for example it's like if you teach your children to give up your hopes and dreams and that is a good mom your daughter will go do the same and i think um Obviously, my our our parents they didn't they didn't have this exposure, technology, and everyone was so they were not aware of a lot of the decisions that they made then. But I think, growing growing up, I looked up to my mom, and I think yeah, a good mom should give up her life for her children. But I, you were not actually okay with yeah, that. but I was not okay with it, and I feel like oh shit, I'm a horrible selfish bitch for oh, like not wanting the yeah. same, not wanting to be the same. Correct. Way. And I think I think again like um we seek answers externally. I mean, we always Google. I Google what is, how do, what do I do when, da, 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 da. what do I, and like, or I ask people to tell me what to do when, when I'm in a difficult situation. I ask people, oh, what do you think I should do? Oh, what do you, and rely on the answer 100% right. without trying to seek for the answers myself. Yourself. Like, for example, if I am, um, I have a friend who is going through divorce and she asked me, should I get a divorce? Like, my husband cheated on me. Should I get a divorce? And I'm like, it's not really your What do you feel? And she's like, I don't know, like, I had to Google. Like, I even Google, should I leave my husband if my husband cheats mm, on me? Mm. So those kind of things I feel like, um, it's like sometimes you know deep down. And I think you can ask yourself if the life that you are choosing to stay with your husband, would you want the same for your children? I think that's a good motivation for mothers to oh, like right. question their why. I heard once you have kids, like your priorities are them yeah. and you want the best for them. So I think by having this questioning exercise, yeah. it will help you guide what's the best for your kids. And for yourself, it will look like it will be it will be the best things for you. Correct. Doing it for yeah. your kids. Well, I think men also have mm-hmm. the same burnout. Mm-hmm. I think my husband, he just said that being a man, a married man, sometimes can get quite lonely because... At least from his experience, they're not raised to talk about difficult things. Expectations. Of Expectations. Men, right? of You're not man. supposed to cry. You're yeah. not supposed to talk about emotions. I, I can't imagine how lonely is that that <sighs> is. That must be for them. Like yeah. to provide for your family. But if you're struggling to provide, can you not talk about it to your spouse? Can you not cry? Like, you know, can if you you're not having cry? a tough time at work, I feel like fathers are not mm-hmm. allowed to tell their families that they're having a tough time at work. They're supposed to just stick it out. Yeah. And if, when a son sees that, 
that is his definition. That's why we, we wanted to talk about this during the podcast is that if you know if you're a guy listening and you're struggling, you can just try talking about it to your friends. You know, like I mean, as hard as it may be, it may sound. I think all you need is just one person to start the conversation, mm-hmm. and then everyone else will feel like, oh, like yeah, I feel it too actually, yeah. and that 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 honestly helps guys it really helps it, yeah because i think i did ask my husband like what did you try sharing with your friends um because he, then his answer to me was that uh so everyone seems to have their shit together why do i not have my shit together really and though it's my fault does but, he yeah, think, exactly. yeah really though does all his friends have their shit together though exactly let's be real yeah no one no wow. one has their shit together trust me guys i mean I look at someone, I look at you and I think you have this perfect life, you have this perfect boyfriend, living boyfriend and wonderful career. Mm-hmm. And then when you tell me your shit, it's just like, I feel like, oh. You're going to say that I cringe because that's, that, that, yeah, right, my, my life is not that rosy. Exactly, but people say. think, especially through Instagram yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. it doesn't help. Going narrowing down to dealing with burnout we've gone through a few mm. cycles of burnout mm. um, yeah 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 how do you what's the most so far like from your experience yeah most effectively? okay i'm not good at it i okay. would say but as i was thinking about this question i've seen a trend of how i dealt with it i think in my 20s i have an escapism <laughs> mentality mm. you know i look forward for the weekend mm. like party mm. I will you know, go to music festivals. Oh, I'm an extrovert. So right. Hanging out with people, having human connections, kind of rigid. Right. I don't do those anymore in my 30s because I found, I wouldn't say that those are bad things to do. I think if you read many literature, there are certain things that are quite consistent. People say well, do, doing uh, activities, mm. being with other people, social, yeah. Yeah, so being social, being creative. Yeah. Uh, those are like certain things that you can try. Correct. To Breathing, sorry. Yeah, breathing, breathing is very important. So in the 20s, that was what I did. Now in my 30s, I have a different set of coping mechanisms. That's okay. what I would call it. Right. I've gotten into running. I, oh. there, there is actually scientific evidence yeah. if you move your body. Yeah, 100%. Um, you are actually allowing that stress to release. Uh, yeah, to like dissolve. And this could also happen through affection. So yeah. it could be like hanging out with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your family, or just friends in general, having a hug. Yeah. A yeah. twenty second long hug. Twenty second long hug, yeah. yeah. And I think about it, twenty second is can be quite awkward, yeah. but it's like sit in the awkwardness for a yeah. bit and you will actually physically feel safe. Better. Your body feels yeah, safe. and that's the key. It's actually going to a space where you feel safe and that is what allows the stress to like mm. complete and release okay. from the body. Exercise. I did working oh. exercise, being with somebody, affection. Breathing, I meditate. Right. I, it, I think meditation and breathing is like one of the hardest one that mm. it takes a bit of time for me right. personally. Yeah, same. And then the last is being creative. Ah. Writing. This podcast yeah. is actually my stress release. Crying is actually <laughs> like a stress release. I feel men and women should try. For both. Crying. Yeah. So there's many different like options. I, I, we were very similar in the sense that in my 20s, I like to just distract myself from distraction i use mm-hmm. that method mm-hmm. so but i'm an introvert so i don't uh, i don't enjoy <laughs> going out and like being with people so how i deal with it is i deal with it alone so i binge watch shows like i could go like a whole week not talking to anyone and just watch my shows or i would um this is so bad but i would shop 
super materialistic but that that's a distraction is it online know? shopping online shopping even online. pre-covid you were online shoppers yeah online 100% shoppers. that's what she was for shopping yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly and I think even like going out for retail therapy um, uh, you know go shopping go browsing and I do this alone yeah like I don't I find it if I have friends joining me I, I find that draining yeah yeah so I do this alone some people might find weird food was one of my distractions as well I would eat when I'm stressed out like my highlight like you mentioned your highlight was running my highlight was malari or the pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> like, actually okay, I look okay. forward to like okay pizza datang I watch my show perfect okay I so mean, I to do that too no yeah. in my 30s I look I look to running but in my 20s uh, I would look forward to like Friday night yeah it's 5pm Friday I'm fucking up yeah. but to head out like zoo yeah like whatever is the club I don't know why they were just coming. Whatever the, 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 the chunk chunk. Yeah, I was a chunk up bitch, guys. Wow. Like, I was dead. But that was what I was doing. I was yeah. doing We were distracting stress. ourselves, right? Like, Especially the. So, for the past 30 years, I didn't really exercise, guys. By 30, 31, when I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to And I, I started uh, once a week, yeah? I didn't want to pressure myself. So, I, and that surprisingly let me. What do you do? Pilates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started um, the reformer Pilates once a week. And that was the commitment that I made to myself. This time is for you. It's for your body. If you're going through a stressful time, you should go work out, release the stress, and you feel better. And weirdly enough, every time after I come back from the class, I feel amazing. And I feel I know I know people might want to punch us saying that oh it's nice. But it honestly It's an age old saying. Correct. But it's an age old saying because it's true. true. Or I think taking a walk. Yeah. If you don't like exercising, because I personally did not enjoy exercising for the longest time. So I think uh, trying to figure out what works for you. So everybody's different. For me, it was that once a week. And then I also, yeah, like talk to people, mm-hmm. like talk to you. Mm-hmm. This podcast mm-hmm. was is a huge stress reliever because I feel like I'm not alone. Oh, my friend Amira is also going through it. So okay lah, like the gang. Yeah. And maybe we can figure out a solution together. Or even if we can't figure out a solution, at least... She's going through life with me. You know? Yeah. What would you, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old Myra, Amira or younger Myra mm. about burnout or about life yeah. and challenges in general? I think that I would say to her that it's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. That this pursuit of perfection just does not make sense and it's not going to give you that feeling of accomplishment that you are actually really seeking for i feel that i'm talking about it i'm reading up about it mm. um listening to other podcasts and just Aware. smarter people you know like researchers and right. psychologists talking about this it gives me an understanding of what's going on mm. so that i'm more in capacity to deal with myself so sometimes i still hear that little Amira's voice in my head and it mm-hmm. still affects me mm-hmm. but in my capacity now I'm trying not quite her down but mm-hmm. try to heal her and just like give her a little hug because by healing that inside of me I think that I am now going to be better be able to live a more fulfilling life yeah. because I think that's what's holding me back this constant self-doubt it's because I have been actually perpetually been in a burnout phase wow. All my life right um, recognizing it 2020 was a great year yeah. to kind of pause amira look at yourself and now is the time to you know preach uh, sorry uh, put into action what i'm preaching right let's give that younger amira a big hug oh, yeah. <laughs>
states okay I'm not, i think for me like if i were to go back to like my younger self is to i think when i was younger i just wanted to be maybe not perfect but happy i feel like if i can solve and control everything my life will be perfect uh, yeah, don't yeah. Say i feel like i can solve i can control this then no problem will come i hate dealing with problems i hate dealing with if i get into something that's not part of my plan but honey can i just yeah. tell you that's life that's exactly that's life. i just realized this last year thank you very much <laughs> yes that that was that was the biggest wake-up call for me realizing that uh sayang muda budak kecil whatever life will always come to you there will always be challenges it's like a wave you have to naik turun naik to it and and you just have to deal with it when it comes you don't have to worry about it you don't have to think too much ahead too far ahead or think about what has happened in the past too much you just have now so you focus on now if you now you're not stressed out right then there's nothing to worry about i think that was the biggest realization that challenges uh, will always come will always be there and happiness is not finite i think uh, I think I watch a lot of Disney movies and everything. I oh. always wanted that happy ending. So mm. I was always searching for that. You know, they say there's a goal at the end of the rainbow, but there's no goal. The The rainbow is the goal. You know, the saying, that the rainbow is the journey of life is what makes your life yours. And, yeah. There's, you know, again, another cheesy saying that say trust the process. Yeah. I never understood that right. until... I went through a very dark period of my time mm-hmm. and realized that, as we said, it it's actually the destination that's. I'm sorry, the destination is not going to give me that fulfillment. Correct. It's getting to that. Correct. The process, you know, the routines that you put in right. every day to make yourself better. Yeah. That is the chunk. That is the meat. Exactly. Of the whole process of right. the whole, the whole uh, journey. Yeah, adding on to the routine bit is that I think now I used to think that like ah. Oh, uh, if my vacation is in December, I feel like, oh, my life will be shit until December. Mm, mm, so, like, my whole year will be, like, nothing. Now, it's like, every day I go through, first, I accepted that every day can be challenging. There will be challenges in a day. So, I just accepted that first. Work can be a big challenge. So, I have to go through this every day. So, what do I do to deal with this every day? My my realization was that, Okay, even though um, I have to work tomorrow and it'll be stressful, but the end of, at the end of the work day, maybe I will like, cook a nice meal. I will, um, you know, watch a nice movie, spend time with my husband. That would be my release. I find something exciting that I look forward to every day and not just at the end of the year when I go on vacation. Right. That's how so I... A daily thing. Yeah, right? a daily thing. Like, it could I be look, something simple as... Skincare. Yeah, skincare, definitely. Right? Yeah. We, we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. I am currently just studying the book Burnout mm. by Dr. Emily and Emilia Nagoski and yeah. I actually come across them from you because mm. you shared the Brene Brown podcast mm. and in this book they talk about what wellness is and the, mm. the pursuit of wellness that right. I think both of us are going Correct. through the state of wellness is actually not a state of being it's not a destination we want to be well it's actually yeah. wellness is an action ah. you need to constantly be doing actions right. that that are wellness actions right instead of like if you do this is this i will be well so that's a state oh. of being right so that's the destination as opposed to look at it as an action right. and it doesn't have to be this big huge meditate for 45 minutes kind yeah. of wellness yeah for me in the morning sometimes saying good morning to my plants and giving and watering them to your, oh, is wow. my action of wellness right. 
and it looks different for everyone yeah. you need to dive in if you think that you this is something that you're struggling with stop thinking that things are cheesy yeah give it a try yeah and then come and talk to us correct we would love to hear that story and i think also like just to add in the last point i think it's just to be kinder to yourself yeah I it's mean, easy to say yeah it's easy to say both of us also for I sure like yeah the uh, voices in our head just messes up i i have the negative thoughts as well and i give you a very great example of this and my boyfriend pointed this out to mm. me you know when you mess up something yeah like by the way just now we had a, a issue an issue with our podcast recording <laughs> we had to change because there was construction at my house <laughs> and say that it was something that i did right it was yeah. that kind of, nobody's mistake it yeah. was just the situation but then what I would say about the situation, because I wasn't ready for it, I would say, I'm here, I want an idiot. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, ah, oh, this sucks. I should figure out something else. Right. But then my first reaction is, Amira, you are an idiot for not thinking about that. Because then I was... I, this you were blaming yourself. I would I would say anything, anything right. like, if I stuck my toe on the table, ah, oh, what an idiot. Okay. Instead of like, ah, oh, I shouldn't put it, the table shouldn't be here. Right. But like I should, you know, it's that first thing. And right. Why? Yeah. Do I say that? I saw it. Yeah. And I think another last point to the kids or younger people watching, I mean listening, is also I think just don't take life too seriously. Mm, yeah. Just don't. Like no one gives a shit. No one really cares too much about you. You want to post a silly TikTok post? Uh, you want to do this? Just do it. I, mean, I care so much about how other people think as well. And then when I got to a point where I don't care anymore that is when i got the balls to launch a podcast yeah really now i wouldn't say that i'm 100 don't care what people think yeah but it was only until i got to a certain level of comfort within myself yeah. that i am comfortable with kind of letting you guys hear out my thoughts and views yeah same so, yeah it was a growing up process and the first episode like we were not wearing makeup though my my 20 year old self would just be like what the hell are you doing I letting think people see you like that oh my god <laughs> yeah i remember looking and thinking if this was 10 years ago this was not going to be how you look yeah. what you wear yeah la. okay like, so i guess we have come some, some ways yeah. sometimes we forget and we are stuck in our own problems and we still we think that we're not going nowhere yeah. but it's good to just kind of pause and look we were 10 years ago and we, we, we have grown slightly yeah. to whatever degree it is yeah. we are better than yesterday yeah and everyone out there just don't be too hard on yourself because whatever journey that you're going through you've, you've gotten there that would be the ending to the questions awesome right. this is nice this is all right so we're in the last session of our episode we have this session where we call the quick rapid fire questions where I'll ask Amira three questions. Or and more. I will ask Kriya back another three questions. Right. Okay. Okay. So I go first or yeah. you go? I go first. I can ask you the questions. Okay. Got okay. It. Ready? Wait. Okay. Get to like. Okay. Okay. Ready? All right. So one, two, three. Society taught me to be. Okay. I guess you don't have yeah, to like. Yeah. Um, perfect. Uh, I think this is a recurring Ooh, thing yeah, in the podcast. Yeah. If you guys have yeah, listened to the podcast, you will hear about this whole pursuit of perfection that I struggle with. Right. Okay, next one. Um, what is the one thing that you do for yourself every day? Just for yourself. I wake up early in the morning. Woo! Love mm, it, love it. That, yeah. that you do something that you feel you're doing that for you, not yeah. for anyone else. Not for work. Not for work. Yeah, I just wake up because I like it. 
Keep quiet. Yeah, I do. Hmm, I never thought of that, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Um, your younger self was very lonely and hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at that age, you don't really know how to call for help. Of course. We don't know how to metabolize certain yeah. difficult and emotions. How are we supposed to know at that age, right? So, uh, and I'm not blaming anybody around of me. Course. Anybody or everybody around me was also right. probably didn't know what's going on. Right. But it's okay. We are here now. Yeah. We saw what happened. Yeah. So we are- I- I have two more questions. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so I like your answers. <laughs> okay. When you are stressed, you will a lot of different things, but the first thing I would think of is cry because that's a, yeah. I cry. I'm a crier. I oh my god, me too. <laughs> Love a good cry. Yeah. Highly recommend. Mm, cry in the shower, easy. You know, waterfall down. You cry, wash, done. I still cry before you do. In ah. the bed, like, cry then you do. Are you like a snot? Crying like <laughs> no, just tears. Okay, like silent tears. Yeah, I feel like you know society also taught us how to like silently cry. Yeah, you can't cry loudly. So Can't yeah, I cry. I look forward to my ugly cries because yeah. that is my true cry for ah. me. You know when I am right. What's the word howling? Right. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, try it. Just nice. yeah, try. It. <laughs> Makes you feel so like, relieved afterwards. Yeah. After yeah. a good cry good cry you just feel like so relieved and you can sleep no? mm-hmm. and you don't have yeah. to tell anybody about it yeah, if you don't want to don't tell alone. don't tell anybody about it yeah try okay the last one being a woman is complex well accurate Surprising. i don't think uh, there is only one word to explain it and your definition my definition maybe any other woman's and then men's definition it's going to be different yeah so it's a complex it is it is but we love being women yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah I, do. I think yeah. it's a great <laughs> yeah to be a woman and man really enough uh but it comes with its own challenges of course okay all right uh okay i am at my worst when i'm at my worst when i'm Okay, got it. One, oh, when I'm insecure. Because mm. I make decisions that are not uh, the decisions that I'm uh, out of fear. I make decisions out of fear when I'm insecure. Here, um, here. Yeah? Here, here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See me. Like even at work, uh, professional setting, or even uh, at home when I'm insecure, I make decisions, or like, I make decisions that will make me look better or like but that's not a decision that i necessarily want to make and that's when you have to like stop question yourself why you're making yeah. the decision and then, yeah okay the best thing for me mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm at my worst is when i'm at my worst to be alone okay mm. so what, what what do you do uh i just Take a walk, or like just go, go to the like yeah, go that coping routine yeah, that we're talking yeah, about, right? Or like take a nice shower, or like go to a mall, eat something by myself. Yeah, and the more you are aware of this, the more mm. you try different. You start recognizing what other activities mm. that help make the stress go away. Yeah, and then you keep going back. Correct. With that, yeah, it's your go-to, your yeah. go-to remedies. 
Okay, the last one, which is a kind of sort of the same thing. The most ridiculous expectations that I had of myself when I was a young girl is ridiculous expectations. Uh, most as a young girl. Um, okay, got it. Uh, my parents' burden are mine. Hmm. I, that's that. Yeah. That honestly is a whole episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I, as a child, because I think I was the second child. Okay. And so I think close to the being the first child. So I had that. I inherited all this burden that they are facing or whatever. I felt like it was mine to solve, which was kind of a bit ridiculous when you think about it. Now I was a child, but like, I felt like they're going through whatever the, the struggles that they're going through. And they share it with me, I felt like that was my fault or my burden to carry. Yeah. You still feel it now? Um, yes or no? To an extent, uh, a lot better now. Um, but I think uh, children also have that as well sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think like just because we don't feel that our parents' burden is ours doesn't mean that we don't care about Of course, anymore. yeah. It's yeah. not that we're not going to take over. Of course. But their problems are theirs. Sometimes we, our to, problems is like ours, yeah, and yeah. sometimes the key is to actually help them with their problem instead of assuming that problem is ours. Yeah, sometimes you have to stop trying to fix everything in everyone's mm. lives. Mm. I think uh, that was my, as a child, I was I wanted to fix, fix everything. I'm a fixer. You no, know, that's a curse of a woman. Yeah, it is. Semua so yeah, 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 no, Ooh, like, there's like a lot of triggers right now. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Triggers, 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 triggers. And don't try to like, you know, okay, I'm sorry. At work, it's like when the man says something that you say the exact same thing, but the man repeat it. Yeah. And, and then, tiba -tiba, everything is so badly. Did I not say that like 15 minutes ago? But okay. <laughs> Maybe I need to say it louder. Yeah. Is that how you're gonna hear me? With a deeper voice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we laugh, but it's a cliche. It's a, it's a cliche. I like what it feels like to. Okay. Okay. Be, be fulfilled. Huh? But going back to my story about how like, I was a good student, I got all the scholarship, yeah. I got a good job. It seems like a very fulfilling life. But it didn't fulfill Surprise you. check. Not. <laughs> It was all a facade. Yeah. It was all a facade. I think for me, it was I felt trapped. I was in a cage of the expectations. Yes. And I think I like what it feels like when they're when I'm free. That like I don't care about the expectations. So I think that's why I chose the word free. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I seek that in my everyday life as well. Like just to and it, yeah. It guides your decision now, right? Oh, hundred percent. Everything you do. Yeah. It's giving me the. Goosebumps just like talking about it because I feel like both of us really started to go into what is the best for us. Yeah. It sounds very simple, yeah. but for the longest time, you and I has never really asked the question, what is the best thing mm -hmm. for us? 
and we it, did what we thought was best based on our upbringing and the conditioning yeah right and it's such a societal thing that i feel a lot of people do have those thoughts too but are not able to process it yeah and that's when you see a lot of destructive behaviors Correct. yeah that could have gone a different way and that's why i feel like i'm grateful for where i am right now because i could have gone through a different path Oh, with yeah. my partying days right. and just like recklessness right. but I was able to pivot not by my own sheer will I also have nice. my environment and my yeah. support system so, you are where you are today because of you as, and also life kind of you never know where life can take you right mm-hmm. so I think always be yeah like we are grateful for where we are I mean to have met each other to have gone on this too you know we were never really close mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. and then to have kind of uh, be brave enough to be real and expose ourselves on podcasts yeah. and like to each other. So I think good things will happen if you try to be yourself. Like yeah. instead of just trust me, guys. I was like a fake person for the longest time. <laughs> Amira knows. She <laughs> think I was fake, which <laughs> is true. And a lot of people think I was fake. I um, was fake. I will be honest. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this before, so this is nothing new. Yeah. I we didn't. I felt like we were not good friends because I could sense that you were not being your true self, and I was um, allergic to that kind of people—people right. people who are not authentic. And it was only when we start yeah. talking about real shit that's when I started getting an interest in this friendship, and yeah. it just went. Yeah, it bloomed. It bloomed so much <laughs> with that. Yeah, I think um, also just an advice a bit to everyone because I think sometimes when we say authentic self, who you are, I think some people like myself included also struggle to figure out what that means because I was so hung up on being the ideal female, uh, whatever it, it is, wife or whatever. So I think just don't be so hard on yourself if you have all the time in the world to figure out what it is to be yourself mm-hmm. and just find things that gives you joy every day. That concludes the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and do share your challenges and how do you deal with burnout. We are all still struggling with it and we're still dealing with burnout. The first week of 2021 has not been great. And challenges will always come, like we said just now. So I think we need all the help that we can to deal with this together. Deal with the challenges together. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.